and we are live hello everyone and welcome to the soul survivor podcast me and ryan back to recap episode two of survivor season 44 happy to be back uh another good episode i thought last night how are you doing ryan what were your thoughts on the episode give it to me dylan uh Great to be here. I thought it was a good episode once again. I think two good ones back to back. I mean, I mean, look, we've had we have the idols in cages. We have flossing. We have fake idols and real idols that look like each other. We have a showmance. I mean, Dylan, this is uh like Jeff said, this is an electric start. Yeah, it it is it is one one heck of a start, I gotta say. And 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 what I mean by that is it is just, it's off the rails. It's wild. Like I, I I was trying to describe it after the first episode. I literally said on this podcast, I said, this season through one episode feels like if season 32 and 43 had a kid. Now I feel like we're talking like uh, if like 43 and 17 had a kid, which everyone said that 43 and 17 were like very similar in terms of like, you know, the, 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 the crazy, the craziness that was, that was going on at some times, but like, we're really, we're really getting some crazy characters on this season. So love to see that and can't wait to get more into that. Do you think that, and, and granted, we're only two episodes in, so I'm putting the cart before the horse here. We'll have to see how the rest of the pre-merge shakes out. Do you think that it's kind of wild so far and kind of interesting and it feels kind of different because there's no clear front runner yet? And I've seen a lot of people say this too, because when people did their drafts like we did, people were like, there's no Shan or Jesse or Omer or like tony like there's there's no like clear front runner granted we're two episodes in i guess you could maybe say someone like like claire to start possibly but it's like i can't think of someone who i think oh like that's a really easy front runner so far it's a very open field yeah i i would say there's no front runner yet but also i feel like recently there hasn't been a front runner in the first few episodes i yeah, i don't think wow. we've seen like a i don't think we've seen like a like a real front runner um in in at the very beginning like like since maybe like Dom in 36, like I feel like all the other seasons, like it's been a pretty balanced edit to start uh, since then. And that's, you know, that's kind of how I feel right now. I know Shan was Shan and record took up a ton of the time, especially Shan early on in that season and also Carly even last season um, very early, mm -hmm. but um, you're right. I do think, I do think it is, it is uh, very balanced in terms of editing. Obviously we saw a ton of Carolyn last night, but there was good reason for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, ex I'm really excited to just talk, you know, talk the episode, talk about this cast. So let's get into it. Uh, Helen voted out uh, in this tribal council, which is very unfortunate. I was raving about Helen on this podcast last week. She's on my fantasy team. Uh, and yeah. I, me, you know, me and my brother, every single season, we'll text each other at the beginning of the first episode. And what we have to do, the game we play is we have to choose three players Um three players that we think will go the furthest um, before the first immunity challenge in the first episode, Helen was one of my, one of my picks. So oh, in a different fantasy thing. So I was, was going to say, you don't have Helen in ours. We, we have somebody who already lost Helen and Maddie in ours. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I'm, I'm thinking with my brother then, but we always, yeah. we always pick three, three players. Um, so yeah, I, I was super high on Helen. I think she is she's potential for maybe a second chance. I don't know if she was really there long enough for them to do that, but it did seem like production really liked her the way that she was pretty heavily edited, I feel like, in the first two episodes, despite just being the second person voted out. So yeah, let's but let's talk about the vote, right? Did Carson make the right decision to flip, at least perceivably flip from what we thought was going to happen maybe last episode going forward did he make the right move to go with carolyn and jam jam compared to going with sarah and helen so at first i thought no so when i'm watching it last night and carolyn doesn't play her idol and we can get into the whole numbers and in uh kind of the breakdown in a second but when carson voted with them at first i was like wow he went from a kind of a stable group in him Sarah and Helen are both on the younger side. They're kind of fans of the game. They think similarly. He went from that to uh, Carolyn and Yam Yam Alliance. That seems, you know, a bit more kooky, but, you know, good ca great characters for sure. But, you know, he's on the outs there with the two of them. And at, and at first I didn't think it was right. Then I thought more about it, Dylan, and I was like, well, let's see. Number one, I guess the edits showed a little bit of this, but he really thought that Helen had the idol. 
So he probably had some distrust in Helen ever since that whole cage situation happened. So already that probably turned him a little bit against Helen. But number two, I think the biggest thing that we didn't really pick up on in the episode was when Sarah tells the tribe, I don't know if I have my vote, but then she tells Carson and Sarah and uh, Helen, I don't have my vote tonight. Carson's probably Car- Carson's a very smart guy. He's probably thinking, I can either go with um I can go with Sarah and make it a two-two, and we're gonna have to re-vote, and I'm it could, it could this could end poorly for me, or I could just be part of a three-person majority with Jam Jam and Carolyn. I will be in the right side of the numbers no matter what. And Sarah lost her vote, so I kind of want to be on that right side. I think that's kind of maybe why I think it was the right move. Yeah, so in my opinion, I was immediately last night, my first reaction was like, what is he doing? Okay, now I think a little bit deeper into it. It's already been 24 hours since the episode. Um, I guess a little bit less for me since I saw it a few hours late. But uh, yeah, I, I think your point, could could be correct and i think my original view could also be correct so your view is that um is that you know you don't want to deal with having a 2-2 vote tie in your first tribal council and then you know you got to revote and then all right or is anybody going to really flip like probably not it's going to be 2-2 again because the tribes are so small like and then it's going to go to basically all right well carson's either going to have to flip anyway or Carolyn or Jam Jam are going to have to flip to the other side, which I'm going to assume that they're not turning on each other. So Carson would have maybe ended up flipping anyway to not go to rocks. Right. I guess. Probably. Yeah. So I guess, you know, when you think about it like that, um, you know, then it make it makes sense, right? Like you don't, there's no need to go to rocks that early in the season, but also like it depends on how much you think that, that that your core alliance this early could bring you uh in the game how far do you think you'd go with them so so for example maybe maybe it was worth uh trying to get you know trying to scare jam jam or carolyn into flipping you never know with carolyn maybe maybe she would have flipped um if she was put in that situation and you know it was either that or going to rocks um you know what i mean so it's like now my big concern with Carson is that he's stuck with Carolyn and Jam Jam, right? He's clearly the third person in that three-person alliance. Carolyn already had like some suspicions with Carson that he was maybe really sneaky, possibly going to flip. And now he's he's in with them. He has to stick with them, at least for the foreseeable future. Uh, and to me, it, it is a little bit concerning. Um, I don't know if I were in the game, would I want to align myself with Carolyn? I don't think I would want to do that personally. Do you want to like when, when you ask somebody, what do you want in an ideal Alliance member? You're going to probably answer somebody like Helen, right? Somebody who knows the game. Well, somebody you could bounce ideas off of. Um, not somebody who's a complete wild card and is all over the place, which is what Carolyn is. I think that Carson, just like you said, he said this in an exit interview. He really thought Helen had the idol. He wanted to flush the idol out of there. Um, and you know, that's why he did it. So I can't fault him for, for flipping. Yeah. I mean, I think the fact that obviously, I mean, obviously the fact that Sarah didn't have a vote played a major, major role in this. Uh, yeah. And like you, like you've complained about to me, uh, I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm kind of done with people losing their votes this early. Like, honestly, because we already have small tribes. What do we need to screw up a vote for this early by having somebody lose their vote? Like nobody's going to, you know, and they didn't even give him a choice to quote unquote play it safe last time, right? So, I mean, look, it's unfortunate. Um, I'm ready for a complete like revamp, just go back to two tribes and just, you know, enough with the losing votes. But, um, I guess I'm also just sad that Helen went out this early. So, there's my uh short rant on this entire thing, but I'll let you respond. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I, yeah, we, we can get into a whole diatribe about this. I mean, obviously, Jeff wants the new era to be fun and dangerous, so he wants people to lose their votes. I just feel like I don't like it when people lose their votes because I think I think it kind of detracts from some strategy there. It, it doesn't allow people to do the most important thing in the game, which is to vote. And now, now we're getting to the point where it's not even like the beware, which was bad enough, where it's like, you know, you open this, you lose your vote. Now people are being forced to play a game of chance to lose their votes, no matter what. They, they have no choice in the matter. Um, so yeah, so that's tough. I think with Helen, and I really don't think Helen 
did that much wrong. I mean, she mentions in her exit interview, like the one thing that she could have done better was she could have tried to get closer with Yam Yam and with Carolyn, because I was going to ask you, I was going to say like, why do we think Jam Jam and Carolyn wanted to target Helen instead of Sarah? Now, obviously Helen, they thought was very smart, very intelligent and Helen could have been a threat, but Sarah is also a big fan of the game. And Sarah is somebody who went to, the summits and lost her vote, but she also could have had something. So I think I was like, why do they target Helen over Sarah? And I guess they thought they could maybe work with Sarah if Helen wasn't there and they were more threatened by Helen. That like that, I guess that was my thought process why they went for Helen in that case. Yeah, I don't know if you if you remember in the short time where Jam Jam and Carolyn were talking, um, they they were they were like, oh, she's like she's very good at the game. Like they were able to tell, and I think they felt threatened by her. Um, by the fact that she was like they she they got good vibes from her honestly early. Now I'm I'm curious to know what other conversations took place um between everyone in the tribe because I thought for a second that Carson was gonna end up getting himself in trouble here by playing the middle. Um because you saw you like like I said, Carolyn like brought it up. She was like, I don't know, like Carson's kind of sneaky. I was like, Oh, like is he is she about to just like vote him out? But I guess, you know, at the end, uh he he did a good job, I guess, of you know, making him making himself seem trustworthy, and they ended up going through with the plan to vote at Helen. So I'm very curious to see how this tribe moves forward. And yeah, I mean, look, this tri- I don't want to jinx anybody. I mean, this tribe I think we can tell is the physically weakest. Obviously, you have some great puzzle solvers. I mean, Helen's gone now, but you have puzzle solvers like Carson. So I think this tribe, if they get the right challenge, could do well. But you know, they're I mean, like like Carson's at a tribal council. Bruce was their muscle. And now it's like Carson is their quote unquote muscle. So it's like they're already at a massive disadvantage, especially with how green and orange look right now. So if you're right, if they go back, go back to tribal, it seems like Sarah is on the outs. But now Jam Jam and Carolyn really hold the power with the two of their votes and Carolyn's idol. They can really dictate if they want to stick with Carson or, or if they say, eh, you know what, Carson helped us, but now let's get rid of him. They, they kind of have their pick here. And I, I guess what I have to say before we kind of go through the episode as well, because uh, this really was like the Carolyn episode. Look, obviously she's a crazy character. People are already saying she's kind of surpassed Debbie, surpassed Nora. Like she's in a class of her own and she is out there. I do feel like, and I, I did, this, I'm guilty of this too. She was the last pick in our draft and I got her by default. Um, but maybe that was a blessing. She, I think she does know the game and she does, she does have some awareness. She obviously is again, a little kooky, but like Helen says in her exit press, she goes like, Carolyn seems like she's unfiltered. She seems wacky, super zany, but she has strategy and she's very self-aware and people are always underestimating her. And I always forget like Carolyn is a big fan of the game and Carolyn has played some of those like online survivor games. Like, so Carolyn like knows what she's doing. So it's like, we're, I'm underestimating her. And clearly I feel like, you know, we could see her and Jam Jam be a real force in this game. Yeah, I, I was actually going to save this conversation for when we talked about oh. the idol, but let's get into it now because you brought it up. Um, I think this is a, such an interesting conversation, right? I was literally texting my brother throughout the entire episode when I watched it, and I was laughing. I was like, she might be, she might, she's probably the best player on her tribe, but nobody <laughs> sees it. Nobody sees it. Literally. Yeah. You know, the four people walk off. First of all, that them leaving somebody alone when there's a bird cage sitting right there, questionable decision. Okay, first of all. But that just shows like how underestimated she's being by the rest of their tribe. They're like, oh, she's not gonna look for she's not gonna go look for the key. Or if she has the they didn't even think she, you know, if she has the key, like they didn't even that didn't even cross their minds, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's just crazy how if you just look at the few seasons the last few seasons i mean marianne completely underestimated at the beginning right she was completely crazy all over the place at the beginning everyone was like oh marianne like you know she was kind of just pushed to the side honestly like jonathan was getting annoyed by her like they didn't know if they could work with her remember it was a decision of whether or not to keep her or uh i forget i forget who mariah yeah mariah was her name okay um but that was a decision at a point right and now it's like you know, Gabler last season as well. Nobody, like the, the first few episodes, we were like, who is this guy? Nobody, you know, thought anything of him. And yet, clearly he had some game. He ends up winning the game. 
Uh, I'm not, again, I'm not saying Carolyn's going to win, but I'm pretty sold on the fact that she's going far at this point. Um, and he, and, and I'll say why, I mean, completely underestimated these four people left her alone at the camp and then they couldn't figure out who had the key. Carson said, Carson said that he, he thought Helen, Helen had the idol. So even after all that, after they went through all of each other's bags in front of each other, it didn't connect that maybe the person that we left alone was the person that could possibly have the key. So I think Carolyn's doing a great job. And you know, what's even amazing about this is that once she found it, I was like, Oh, she's going to tell everybody. She did not tell a single person. And that is so important because as we even saw last week with Brandon, the new thing in the new era, for some reason is that every single time somebody finds an advantage, they go and tell three other people. And then everybody knows where the advantages lie. But Ireland didn't do that. So I just want to give her props. She's playing a very good game in addition to being her crazy character. So it it is really impressive to watch. Yeah. Um, Do you want me to share my thoughts on the Carolyn Idol thing now, or do you want to go through? Yeah, let's let's just get into that now, and then we'll backtrack. Okay. Um, I I mean, the the irony wasn't lost upon me that every single person on Twitter last night was tweeting the Spider-Man meme, where they're all, like, pointing at each other. um, Because, like... And Car- by the way, Carson, I mean, look, he read this book on FBI interrogation and he knows body language, but we know that body language is not a good indicator because clearly he had Helen completely incorrect there. I mean, the poor girl was crossing her arms and looking a bit distraught. He's like, oh, she has the idol for sure. And it's like, it's not, it's Carolyn. And then both Sarah and Yamiam were like, no, Sarah has it. No, Yamiam has it. Um, Helen at least does provide some backstory to this in her exit interview. And she clarifies, she's like, it's not that simple. Cause obviously if the four of us go on a walk together, we come back and it's gone. It's, it's clearly Carolyn. But what she points out is um, that they went, that when they were off together, Carolyn was on a walk and in survivor, if people don't know this, they say on a walk, either can refer to somebody is using the bathroom and they don't get filmed when they use the bathroom or, they're having a confessional and confessional means on a walk. So Carolyn was like not left at camp. She was doing a side production thing. So that, so she couldn't get it then. And then there was some separate time where she was alone, but then the next morning they went back and they saw that it was fiddled with. So it was more spread out than the episode led on, but still like they did not even seem to suspect Carolyn, which was crazy. Yeah, that that it is crazy. And I just want to read this tweet. So Peridium, uh, who I'm mm-hmm. sure everybody watching this knows, uh, he tweeted something last night, says, quote, new survivor survivor meta is to be such a hot mess that everyone else on your tribe overlooks your hot mess because that's just who you are as a person and they're accepting of it. And that's literally those those have been the successful players in the last few seasons. So I'm curious to see like, you know, and this is a whole other conversation for another time, but like, I'm just curious to see like, if we're going to keep getting players like this, when is the point where players are going to start estimating the underestimated? If I, if I should say that, but it is, it is really, it is really awesome to watch this type of thing happen again. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of Carolyn. So I'm, I'm curious to see how this continues to play out. Yeah. Look, I mean, last thing we'll say about this is like, before we get to the, to the uh, breakdown is like, I think in the end, even though we want game players, we also like want characters. I mean, like obviously you look back to season one, Richard Hatch was a strategist, but Richard Hatch was a character and you have Rudy and you have Greg and you have um, Sue Hawk and Dr. Sean. You look at Pearl Island, you have Rupert and stuff. So it's like, we want game, we want a healthy mix, right? We want both game players and characters. My friend, as my, my, my other friend is more of an old school fan and he laments to me in the last several years in this new era and even like recently so many game bots, so many super fans. Like, where are the chickens? Damn, where are like where are the characters? And it seems like with Jam Jam, with Carolyn, uh, with some of the other people, like um, like Kane seems like a character. You have Matthew. You have um, you have. Um, I mean, Danny seems like he's going to be pretty fun, and we'll get to Danny in a second. But like, we have some characters, and I, I, I want to see a healthy mix of game players and characters. But in Carolyn's case a character can also be a really good game player too. Yes. I'm curious to see how that develops. So I think you make some good points, Um, but let's get right to the beginning of the episode. And we start at Ratu, which is the orange tribe Um, right after tribal council. 
And Matthew basically confirms what everybody kind of was talking about on, the, on podcasts and everyone believed and was that he purposely played his shot in the dark because he wanted to not show off what side he was on and also force uh, Brandon to flush the idol, which is exactly what happened. So he says that he wanted he wanted Maddie gone. He's like, I didn't want Brandon gone. So this this, you know, this happens perfectly for me. And honestly, I, I can't fault him. Um, I think, you know, it worked out for him. So how could I fault him? And then, of course, like we anticipated, uh, Kane is stuck trying to defend his vote where he's the only one who voted for Brandon. Well, like, obviously, that was what he was going to do if that's what everybody was told to do, you know? So yeah. I I think um, what I kind of thought of this this scene was, look, Brandon already has made a mistake last week by telling everybody and opening the advantage in front of everybody. Like it's one thing if he told everyone that he, that he got the advantage, it's another thing to open it in front of everybody where they could literally see the note and everything that comes with it. And then I think, you know, I kind of got bad vibes when he was, you know, saying how, you know, he, he, he's taking Kane's vote so personally. I think to me, that's a sign of somebody who's like very undisciplined in their gameplay. Right. It's like at the end of the day votes, you know, yes, you could, you could, you know, mentally target that person, but like he seems somebody who's like playing a little bit too much with his emotions compared to maybe, you know, playing more level headed. So uh, that's kind of how that's kind of my impression of Brandon so far. It's like, you know, again, Kane had to, you know, Kane had to vote for somebody. So um, and he was one of the only ones that voted. So, you know, so it, it, it's tough. It's tough. But uh, yeah, that's I mean. Not much else I got for that this tribe, which we barely saw the entire episode. I was gonna say this between this segment where we get the after tribal reflection and then Kane doing the looking for the idol segment, and everyone knows he's looking for the idol. This was the most we saw of Ratu this episode, uh, because they they don't go to tribal, and also because we have some new developments in the other tribes. But um, yeah, I I can't really fault Kane that much. I mean, obviously, like when you look for an idol, you can't be that blatant about it, but uh, like. Brandon shouldn't be taking it that personally. I mean, good for Brandon for making the play, but like at that point, it's the first episode. Try to pick up the pieces because look, Brandon, I mean, love you. I mean, he's on my team, but it's like, I mean, you would have been gone if you didn't play the idol the first episode. Um, And technically, you know, three people did not choose to vote, but it seems like if they chose to vote, they were going to write his name down if they had chosen to vote. And Kane was just voting for, like you said, Kane was just going to write down the name that he heard for the majority. So I can't even fault Kane that much. Um, Kane probably is in a tough spot right now, but I don't think Brandon should get overconfident because I feel like he, he could easily be the target again. So he's got to be mindful of that. Yeah, I think I agree. I don't really have too much to add about this, about this tribe. Obviously I was vocal on being like, impressed with Kane a little bit last week I feel like he has there's he has a game in there somewhere so we'll see again uh, hopefully he doesn't end up being completely screwed by just being the one vote on Brandon which is entirely possible that he could be but we'll have to see what happens we did get uh, a little bit of a preview for next week where he's swinging the immunity idol sword around in the air which looks hilarious so curious to see what happens there but let's get to the other eventful tribe in this episode the Soka tribe the green tribe a lot going on here. Dylan, we have what what's the the, the name? We have Frankenship. We have Franny and Matt Blankenship and Frankenship. Um look, survivor showmances don't happen that often because you know you're you're gross, you're you haven't brushed your teeth, it's it's nasty out there. I mean, Dylan, I can count on one hand showmances. We got Robin Amber, Figgy and Taylor, Ozzy and Amanda, maybe Greg and Colleen. And then Jeff was like, oh, there was a showmance between Dan and Kara in David versus Goliath. I'm like, that was like a very one-sided showmance. But like, I can count on one hand showmances. They don't happen that often. But Matt and Franny uh, are making a connection here. Um, but Claire, Claire doesn't seem that amused, Dylan. Yeah, I my, I thought this was this was a pretty, uh, pretty funny scene. Um, but like, I, I don't really know what to think about it. Like, and I, I almost feel bad for Franny because I'm like, you got to get got to get away like you got to get away somehow. And she said it to us. She was like, I got to figure out a way to like get away from Matt because it looks so suspicious at this point, though, like 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 in previous seasons um, before the new era, 
where a tribe swap was po- was possible, that's what they would have to hope for, that they end up on, like, separate tribes. They could kind of just, like, shed the mm-hmm. target of having a showmance, right? The issue is that we know that tribe swaps aren't coming. You know, it's like these yeah. tribes are getting whittled down, right? And as long as they keep winning, they'll be there. But one, but if that tribe does somehow lose one time, those two are going to be in major trouble. Um, yeah. And it seems like Matt more so than uh, Franny, but... I mean, look, it's not a place you want to be. Well, this is why this is so interesting to me, because last episode, and also in the secret scenes, Franny and Matt make an alliance, although now it's evolved kind of into a showmance of sorts. And in the secret scene, Claire has made an alliance with Franny and Matt, I think, separately. So they they, they, are, they are playing the game on that tribe. I don't know who Danny's aligned with. I don't know who Heidi's aligned with. And we haven't, I think, I think we've seen the least of Josh. I don't think we've seen Josh maybe more than the first episode at all, but um, like this obviously could turn Claire off to them. Cause Claire's like, you know, they can't be that close. And like she says, it's going to put a target on their backs, but usually it falls on the woman in the relationship. So it might fall on Franny in that case. Cause they might keep Matt for challenge performance. But this is so interesting though, because I feel like if you look at showmances, like Figgy and Taylor, they can be a huge target in the game. But if you do a showman's right and you're not, I mean, I guess you like Robin and Amber were very overt, but like if you have enough influence in the game because you're a block of two, you can be almost unstoppable. Like Robin and Amber steamrolled all stars because they were a block of two. They had Big Tom locked in and then they had Alicia locked in for a bit, but it's like, and even in, I haven't seen Big Brother in a while, but there are times where showmances make it super far in the game because they lock in people and then no one goes after them because they're afraid if I go after the showmance, they'll either vote for me with their two votes or their allies will come for me. So, I mean, Matt and Franny, I mean, if they play their cards right and they can keep Claire with them and then pull in one of the other three, they can run their tribe. But if they do it wrong and they're very blatant, then everyone's going to come for them. So it's a very tricky situation. The, yeah, the question is whether Claire is going to want to go that route or not. Um, and I think that's going to end up being their fate. Um, but let's get to Danny, who was extremely exciting in this episode. We saw a little bit of him last week, uh, kind of just introduced himself as the firefighter from the Bronx. Um, didn't really get anything else there. Um, I think a lot of people were pretty high on him preseason, strictly because he looks like an athletic guy. Uh, firefighters statistically do great in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, he he puts on a show here. He goes and finds the key. And again, this was, a, I thought, a little bit of a weird sequence, right? So we talked about how on the Tika tribe, the Purple tribe, it was a little bit of a weird sequence when they kind of just went off, uh, you know, on their own. Um and then left Carolyn alone to open the cage. This, it was like, nobody was even looking for the, for the key. They just like let Danny, they kind of just knew he was looking for the key. They're like, Oh, he's been gone a while. And he's the only one that's not, not here, but like, we're not going to do anything about it. We're just going to sit here. So I th- thought that was a little bit odd and probably not exactly uh, smart, but that was interesting. Anyway, Danny pulls off what every single person on every single podcast was saying they would do if they, uh, found the found the key to the birdcage, you know, last week, and it was awesome to see it finally played out like it should have played out. I mean, to spell that out in case people don't know what the strategy is. I mean, if you have a real and a fake idol, you take the real one out, you leave the fake one in there, you seal it up because Carolyn didn't really do a good job of sealing stuff up. Um, and then you leave it in there. So when they other tribe members come across the cage, they see something still in the bag, but they don't know that it's the fake idol and it, does, it hasn't been found yet. So Danny played it well. He hit us with the floss. Um, Dylan, I mean, this is the new era. We have gritties. We have flossing. Um, we're going to see so many new dance moves uh, in the new era. But um, the one thing I want to mention, by the way, you had a really good point earlier where you were like, People didn't suspect Carolyn because it's like, oh, Carolyn's kooky. She's zany. She's off on her own. And like, that's, that's just who she is. Danny got a similar, and you were like, if people are very crazy and out there characters, they're going to be underestimated. Danny had the complete opposite reaction where he got underestimated, but not because he's kooky, just because he's, I guess, a fun loving guy. He's very likable. Um, and people maybe were like, oh, he's a firefighter. He works hard. But like, people were like, oh, where's Danny? We did not get confessionals saying, oh, Danny's looking for the idol. He's not at camp. They're like, oh, Danny's just doing stuff. And 
he now has an idol. So I think that speaks well to Danny's game so far, not just because he has the idol, but because people aren't already saying, well, Danny's, you know, being shifty. I, I think, yeah, I think you made a great point there. Honestly, I didn't even think about that when I made my point about Carolyn, right? It's like nobody suspects it with Danny either. And if you read his pregame press, he said that that was his goal. He wanted to kind of just act relaxed and, and you know, fun-loving and be relatable to the rest of the tribe so that he could downplay his threat level and not kind of just seem like the, you know, huge jacked guy uh, that's, you know, on, that's on Survivor and is just going to stand out from the rest, right? He wants to, like, put himself basically on equal, you know, act like he was on equal footing as the rest of the tribe in terms of just, like, fitting in and stuff, right? So he's, he's done clearly a really good job of that, the fact that no one's suspecting anything. Now, did we, uh, I don't know if this is clear or not, did we see him put back the fake idol or did he also take the fake idol and just like puff up the bag and then just tie it up? I, I think can go back took, and look. I think he took the fake idol with him. I'm not sure he I'll, left anything. I'll go back and look. I thought for sure he locked up the fake one. Um, I, I, and we'll get into like the idols and stuff in a second, but like, I'm pretty sure he took the real one and locked up the fake one back in there. Like okay. basically each yeah, tribe had it. But this is why I think this is a really fun twist. And I, and I like this. I'm going to say it right now. I think in the new era, this might be the best new twist so far. I like it more than Beware. I like it more than the secret phrases. And even though the beads were kind of cool last season, you still had a penalty if you don't get the beads. I think I like this one the most so far because we also saw it play out three different ways. Brandon got caught with it and had to find it with Maddie. And now everyone knows about it on Orange. Danny did the right thing and he locked up the fake one and kept the real one. And then Carolyn takes both out and forgets the bag and has to go put the bag back. So we saw this play out three different ways, which that which actually was really cool. Um, so I, I love this twist so far. I, I absolutely love it. Like I, and it's funny cause I literally, when I saw it, I was like the first episode, when I saw it, I was like, Oh no, what is like, what's going to happen now? I was like, they're just hiding advantages right in front of everybody again. But now it's like, you see why they're doing it. It's going to be an overarching story, the basically the entire tribe phase, and it's going to go into the merge. And let me find this tweet, this tweet that I actually sent you earlier, and we could talk about this. And I'm not sure that everybody realized this. So um, if you didn't realize this, you know, cool. Um, but I thought this was so, so interesting, and I did not realize it at all. I just learned about it literally today. So this is a Mike Bloom tweet. He says that um, upon reviewing... The Survivor 44 Birdcage Idol uh, finds. It looks like each tribe's real idol is indeed the fake idol of another tribe. Um, Ratu, which is the orange tribe, had beads as the real idol and the medallion as the fake idol. Soka, the green tribe, had the medallion as the real idol and the coin as the fake idol. And then Tika, which is the purple tribe, had the coin of the real idol uh, and then beads as the fake idol. And then Mike Bloom says, we are in for chaos at the merge. And everyone was suspecting like, oh, Carolyn was mixing up which was the real and which was the fake. Like, no, they are all different on every tribe. So I think that's an awesome twist. And I'm curious to see if it plays any role down the line. This was wild. And you're right. This was, not everyone caught it at first. I was confused. I'm texting my my dad and my sister. And I don't know what I said. I must've said like, Oh, Carolyn found the idol. Maybe she'll play it. And then my, my, they're, they're like, you missed something. I'm like, what did I miss? And they, and they're like, did you see which one she, she held up? I'm like, wait, are you saying that she, she miss she mistook the real one for the fake one? They're like, they're like, yeah, we think she grabbed the wrong one. So I'm like, Oh shit. Because the coin, I, I mean, I couldn't remember what Brandon had. I guess Brandon had the bead then, but like, I couldn't remember what his was, but I'm like, yeah, Danny holds up the medallion and it's real and he holds up the little silver coin in it that's fake. Then Carolyn holds up the silver coin and it's apparently real. And, and I thought she held up the wrong one. So I thought I missed something completely. And I'm like, if she go and this would have been a top 10 moment of all time, Dylan, if she mistakes the real one for the fake one and leaves the real one back at camp and brings the fake one to tribal, this would have been wild if she tried to play it last night and it was fake. Um, that would have been wild. But that is a really cool twist, and that means production is being super sneaky with this. Because now, like you say, I'm thinking of all the uh, all the combinations now. What if Danny? And I mean, oh, and that's also that was a great confessional by Danny, where he was like, "I'm going to tell everybody." Oh wait, I'm not going to tell anybody <laughs> at all. <laughs> that was that was really good. Um, Unreal. 
But let's just say Carolyn, for example, she tells Yam Yam about the idol and, he sh- and she shows him the coin. She then goes, they, they merge. They go to Danny and they say, Danny, I want to work with you. I can show you I have an idol. She shows him the coin. Now, what does Danny do? Does Danny go, that's a fake idol because I know the coin is fake. They don't want to work with me. They want to get rid of me, but, they're, but they actually do want to work with him, but they just don't know that it's different idols for each tribe. I think this opens up a lot of interesting doors for sure. Yeah, I or um, yeah, they could think they're being deceived. They could think, uh, oh, maybe they played their idol. Maybe like uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe their idols, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe their idols in somebody else's hands, and they're showing me the fake one. Like, I, there's so many different possibilities. So I'm excited to see how that plays out. But I do love that twist as well. My question for you is Brandon's idol, which was the beads, because his medallion's fake. But everybody knows the medallion is fake on orange. Um, does Brandon's idol, the beads, does that go back? I assume it goes back into circulation because Kane was looking for something. I'm sure they're aware that it got put back in the wild. Um, because of the, the, because all these idols are now connected due to them being real and fake. Are we going to have new idols at the merge or are we just going to have these three different idols or like, do, do we have new ones at the merge? Because, because now I'm wondering with the real and fake thing, now if you have a brand new like shell necklace idol, how does that play into it where there's no fake of that? So now I'm really – unless every new idol now is going to have a fake version. So now I'm just curious how the idols are going to work this season. I hope that Survivor is as dedicated to making this uh, this twist be a thing as they were to making Knowledge's Power be a thing because I want to see at the merge – all three of these idols be in circulation and the fake ones be in circulation and see what happens. Right. So my guess is, yeah, they probably re-hit it. And that's, I mean, Kane was looking for it. He didn't find it, but I think it will be, I think it will be found. Um, and I, I'm excited to see what happens. I had, a, I had a really funny thought, but I, I realized it's not going to happen. I was going to say, what if somebody plays a fake idol and, um, so someone, let's just say someone plays a fake idol because because they um well no wait wait sorry so the Danny and Carolyn have the real ones and they either had the fake one or they they locked up the fake one. What if somebody plays a fake idol and Sarah uses her inheritance advantage? Does do, does she end up getting the fake idol or does Jeff throw it immediately into the fire? Like he he normally throws the fake ones into the fire. Like does does Sarah have the chance to get a fake idol with the inheritance or does that not work? Now I'm curious. I, I think she would get it. Like to me, that's to me a fake idol that looks real is is an advantage, right? It was part of the mm-hmm. the, the packet. I I think I think so, but that is interesting. We'll have to see. I don't know. Um, but let's get to the immunity challenge real quick. Uh, classic. Uh, obstacle course with uh the snake maze at the end um we have ratu and soka the orange and green win immunity and purple loses obviously as we spoke about um claire sits out and jeff makes an interesting comment which i was like i feel like a lot of people have sat out back-to-back challenges but and he didn't make comments but i don't know that was that was kind of interesting mm-hmm. um and then the big moment which was i thought kind of weird slash interesting was matthew saying that he was so good at it because he built a replica in his backyard and just practiced before he came. And then Carson saying that he's practiced every survivor puzzle because he's 3D printed every single one. And as a result, he's practiced uh, more. What What is your thoughts on this entire thing? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, look, I'm of two minds. Obviously we're both big fans of the show. I think when we, when you and I see a puzzle that we like, or we see a challenge that we like, we want to see it again. Um, now granted you can't prepare for every challenge, of course, like no one is out there preparing for the one with, um, where you're under the water that Owen and Carl did last season. Like no one's preparing for last gasp that way. Um, but these puzzles, I mean, Matthew's practicing this challenge, Carson's doing 3d printing puzzles. So I, I like seeing classic puzzles just cause I, I'm, we're fans of the show, but Dylan, I'm starting to get to the point where we might just need new puzzles and new challenges because now we're getting to the point where people are like breaking the game in some ways like, like it was it was kind of fun when spencer was like oh i practiced the five-piece puzzle i was like oh that, that's really cool he paid attention and he practiced that but now we're getting people like carson who are literally practicing every single challenge like i like i can probably say 
I'm going to go practice the flame challenge today. And now I'll practice the one with the, um, the, 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 the tree and, and then the slide puzzle. So it's like, I wonder if we need to start getting new types of puzzles and challenges in there. Cause now we're going to have everybody practicing every single type of challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Get This is, this is actually a huge problem. I think like get, like get, uh, get some new challenges in there. Absolutely have to. Um, I don't think we need to spend too much more time on the topic, but like, I think mm -hmm. it's pretty, it's pretty obvious that people should not be practicing challenges uh, beforehand. Um, unless it's a slide puzzle, which it, you know, that it, it is what it is. Oh yeah. Like if it's like a, a puzzle of the logo or a puzzle, a slide puzzle, like those are just standard. Like th those are totally fine. I'm referring to the ones that are like very distinct, like the one shaped like a tree, the one shaped like a flame, the one shaped like this, like those, you got to switch it up. I feel like. Completely agree. Um, all right. One last thing I want to mention, cause we, we kind of went over the, the whole Tika vote already. Right. So I don't think we really need to get too much into that. Um, one thing I do want to bring up before we get to questions, um, is the, the chessboard at, yes. at the, the voting booth. Um, they keep focusing the camera on it, right? People were expecting last week, like, what is that? Right. They had the camera focused on it again last week and Kane said something this week. They had the board on it people were observing that the pieces were moved around this time. At least one or two pieces moved. Yeah. So I'm wondering, um, like one, what is that Two, What roles are going to play the ant hint? The answer is probably not no role. Cause it, it's literally, we have never seen like, we've never seen uh, a voting board booth like that before. And the pieces are moving. So now we know officially something's up. The pieces are moving. I wonder what that's going to be, if there's going to be some kind of riddle um, for somebody at the voting booth, if they have to connect the dots on something and it, it can lead to an advantage. Um, I'm just wondering if you have any potential theories on what that could be. Um, I'm also just curious. Like, I, I have no, honestly, I have no idea. So look, I mean, obviously I want it to be something because now that we've paid so much attention to it, if it ends up being nothing, then it's going to be kind of a letdown. Um my thought is that this is going to be like an homage to Adam Klein, where for the for the first time in U.S. Survivor, we'll have an idol hidden at Tribal, because obviously I think Jeff loved that moment when Adam did it, and obviously it hasn't it hasn't happened yet, but I feel like it's going to happen at some point because it was such a huge moment. Why not make it right right here with the chessboard? I it's tough because it Tribal Council happens at night, and I don't know how much they're paying attention to the board because it's very dark. But at some point, like if the queen or the bishop moves across the board, I'm sure they're going to notice it. Like I think only a pawn or two moved. So it was very subtle. I didn't even notice it until I looked at the picture. But my thought is that one of the pieces is an idol. Or if you make, let's just say you make a certain chess move, maybe then you get the idol. Like maybe at one of the reward challenges, maybe you go to like get a feast or you get uh, taken on a trip. And you find like a piece of parchment, but instead of like an idle clue, you see like knight or you see like queen or something. But then at one point you you see like E6 or like A2 or whatever. And maybe if you move a piece to the correct space or maybe if you touch a correct space or whatever it is, you might get an idol. That's what I think might happen. Or it could easily be some like uh, riddle like uh, the advantage. You, like, I don't know. They always do the work plan words like the advantage you seek something, king, queen, knight, whatever, and yeah. have them figure it out. Right. So, yeah, I'm. I think that doesn't come into play till post merge, and I'm very excited for when it does. And I hope that it happens to the right person where they are in need of it. That'd yeah. be awesome. I have one more point myself, and then we can get to questions. I don't think we're gonna have that many questions. Um, we talked a lot about Carolyn. I wanted to bring up Jam Jam for a second because I want to give him a little bit of props. Now, Jam Jam is someone who also I think I underestimated as well when we did our preseason review and also when we had our own friends draft because to me, Jam Jam was always going to be a character. He was always going to be fun to watch. My I, And I don't want to put people into like the Christian, Elaine, um, Noel type situation where they go out in like the seventh or eighth place spot. They're too likable. They get the big swelling music. I don't want to lump everyone into that likable camp. But I was like, oh, he just – he screams to me that he's going to be a likable guy that's going to get in that spot. But I have to give him credit. Jam Jam Dylan, I didn't think about this at the time, could have easily just gotten rid of Carolyn here. He could have just easily said, anybody but me, like good old Sandra, as long as it's not me, I don't care. I'll be worked in with these people. I'm fine. But he's like, well, no, these three 
young players are making alliances. I like Carolyn and I want to work with her. And he runs and tells her immediately. And he's the one that says, I want to target Helen. I, I feel like even though Carolyn had a huge episode, I think Jam Jam did some good stuff here. What are your quick thoughts? Yeah, I think he's off to a really solid start. Um, and I, I think he, he has a chance to go far as well. Like, again, if he's if he's locked in tight with Carolyn, uh, again, sky's the limit for him. So You know what? I, and, I, and I think I also, like, the problem is I get suckered into the video. Like, I saw him in the 44 trailer where he's like, I can't wait to see Jeff. I want to poop in the ocean. Like, he, he's acting all, you know, kooky again. And then he has that quote in the premiere where he's like, I'll be your best friend. I'll hold your barf bag. Like, I, I kind of underestimate him. And then I hear him talk about strategy in his confessionals and at tribal. I'm like, oh, Jam Jam's like, Jam Jam's delivering here. I'm liking what I'm hearing. So it just shows you that you, you, you got to look past some of the craziness in these videos. You got to see, like, do these people have a good game sense? And I think he could. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, all right, let's get to questions here. Just want to remind everyone, if you're watching, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. really helps us out. If you got any questions and you're watching live, be sure to drop them in. If you got any questions and you're watching and it's not live, just be sure to comment on the video and we will get back to you. Um, I actually want to start. We got uh, some Twitter submission questions from, oh, okay. uh, from UNC Andre, who said he was not going to be able to watch tonight, but wanted to give us some questions. Um, sent us a list of questions. So he says... Uh, the tri I, we, we may have went over some of these, but I'm just going to read through to make sure we hit on all the points. Um, he says, uh, the tribe didn't know Sarah was without a vote, right? Uh, I think that we found out that from Carson that he, he did know, right? So Sarah, uh, and this, and maybe this is kind of why Carson voted the way he did. Sarah, just to confirm from Helen's exit press, she tells the whole tribe that she won't know if she lost her vote until tribal council. She says, okay. like, she says, she says, I didn't get anything, which is a lie, but says, I may have lost it. I won't know till I get to tribal. But then she tells her alliance of Carson and Helen, I did lose it for the next tribal. And that I think kind of proves why Carson did what he did. But she told Jam Jam and Carolyn one thing. And then she told Carson and Hel uh, uh, Helen the other thing. Okay. That yeah, that that makes sense. Um, and then the other questions here: likelihood that Carolyn is going to be like Lisa uh, from Philippines starts out as kind of a mess, but transforms into a player with real winning winning equity. Well, here's the thing: the problem with Lisa was that she did turn it into a, a good player that had some possible equity, but she didn't get any respect to final tribal, only getting one vote. Um, so, I think to UNC Andre's point. I think Carolyn could be a really great character and could, I mean, people already love her, but I think she could evolve into a really interesting player if she continues to get underestimated like a Gabler or a Marianne. The question is with, you know, what we're seeing from some of her antics on the screen, is she going to get the respect of the jury? Cause if she's sitting there with someone like a Denise, someone who just to use Philippines again, someone who's very cool, calm, collected. Denise is a therapist. She speaks very, very, very smooth, very well. If Carolyn's up against a player like that, she could be in a tricky spot. So I think she could be a character and a player, but she's got to be there with, with the right people. Because she, I, I could see – I mean, if you tell me Carolyn wins, I won't be shocked. But I would be even less shocked if you told me she was a zero-vote finalist. Yeah, I think – I'm going to say that she'll end up with some winner's equity. Um, I think that she could – you know, if she get there, the question is, like you mentioned, like will she be taken seriously enough – to actually get the votes at the end. So that's going to depend on a lot of different things that happen throughout the game. Um, all right. Uh, he has a few more questions, you and see Andre, but I'm going to get hit a few chat questions and then we'll get back to his questions. So uh, from Christian right here, he says, if Bruce wasn't medevaced, I think he keeps Helen and Sarah for tribe strength. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, I think, I think that's a completely fair point. I think that uh, if Bruce was there, I don't know if Helen goes home uh, last night. In fact, I probably think that he, he she doesn't go home. Um, so, again, obviously it's tough to say. We don't know what would happen with Bruce. We don't know how he would have completely re uh, interacted with like everybody on, on the tribe. But mm -hmm. uh, my first instinct is to say that she would still be there. Yeah, I saw Christian's question, and I, and I, and I was trying to think about it before we got to it. it it's so tough because – 
poor Bruce was there for maybe 12 hours. I, I feel like I don't know enough to know if he would have wanted to. The only piece of knowledge that we have about Bruce strategically is that he was talking a bit with Carolyn. The talks never got super deep, deep and strategic of like, we want to work with these people. We want to target these people. It just came to like, I like her vibe. She likes my vibe. And maybe we'll look out for each other. Bruce, obviously with, you know, his old school type of, I guess, background, he coaches sports or he, I guess, I guess his kids do sports. I could see him wanting to keep the tribe strong. So I could see him get, looking to get rid of maybe Carolyn or Jam Jam, or I guess, well, I mean, I guess you can't get rid of Carson, but um, I kind of agree with you and Christian Dylan. I, I could see a point where Helen would have still been there for strength, especially with Helen's puzzle skills. But I feel like we, we saw Bruce for 12 hours. I feel like it's so tough. Right. It, it's hard to tell. I think that that's the main uh, takeaway. Um, all right, let me hit a few more questions from UNC Andre. Uh, I think this is an interesting one, and it's actually something we didn't talk about uh, yet, mm -hmm. and I'm so happy that he brought it up. He says, why did Lauren mention that she had an extra vote? I thought she didn't tell the tribe. That was something that confused me a little bit also. She did mention she had an extra vote, right? Um, but then last week she said something like that she didn't tell the tribe, or we saw her not tell them. So according to Maddie... Lauren told Maddie and and Brandon. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. She told Maddie for sure, and I think Brandon also. No, yeah, sorry. She told Maddie because Lauren and Maddie were close, and Lauren and Brandon were also very close before people found out about about Lauren maybe lying about it. So she told two people for sure, um, but I think the rest of the tribe wasn't really sure for for a fact. Okay. Yeah, because I, I thought that was there was a little bit of a disconnect in the edit there. So I, I thought that was interesting. Um, all right, we go to another question here. Um, with the amount of Carson's backstory, two episodes, two flashbacks we are getting, do you think the editors are setting up, setting us up for him to be uh, an immunity beast post-merge? Uh, I think that's possible. Uh, obviously, I mean, any anything's possible, honestly. Uh we're going to have to see if he makes it there first, because I do think that, like you said, the purple tribe is the weakest tribe. They are whittled down to only four people. So if that tribe does go back to tribal council, you would think that Sarah would be the easy vote. But again, in these small tribes, you never know. And we also did get the little tidbit of info from Carolyn that she was kind of suspicious of the type of game he was playing. So he has to get there first. That's what I say. And he's selling a lot of merch on Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah, Car I mean, look, I think Dylan, I said this in the finale of last season. I learned my lesson. I can no longer in this new era read the edits. I, I, I can't anymore. It's gotten too complex. It's out of left field. So I have no idea. With Carson, you could tell me he would be an immunity threat. And I wouldn't be surprised. He could have went home last night with the confessional that he got. I mean, we've seen people get a backstory and go home the same night. So... I don't know what it means. Obviously, I think Carson is a player in this game because he was obviously playing the middle. If they lose, I guess that's, that's the question that Andre is kind of circling back to. Like, I mean, if he makes the merge, I think other, other people will get looked at first. He might be able to slip under the radar. If Purple loses again, you know what? They might keep Carson just because Carson's good at puzzles and because Sarah still went to the summit so she might be lying about what she had so he might be safe for a bit but if this ends up being our new shannon ricard tribe where they just keep losing he's not he I, the, carolyn and jam jam are not going to turn on each other though yeah yeah I, th those two are locked in for sure um all right one more question here then we're going back to the chat uh has there ever been a showmance or duo uh where like this where the man went out first to weaken the woman Ozzy in uh, fans versus favorites one maybe. Uh, Ozzy did go out before Amanda, and then I believe did did Figgy go out first or did Taylor go out first? Figgy did. Figgy did go out first. So I guess that would probably be the only example of it, right? Where the man went out first. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like in Survivor and also in Big Brother, like to UNC Andre's point, I mean, it usually ends up being the female first, especially in a season like Survivor where people keep tribe strength in the forefront of their minds so i feel like it could be franny and, that, and that's kind of what claire was hinting at claire was kind of like this is not good for franny and franny's like i have to kind of separate myself from that um 
And I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like Franny might get targeted here. The problem is that we just have not seen this tribe in much detail. Like, I, I can't tell you what half the tribe is thinking strategically between Heidi, Danny, and Josh. Right. Especially Josh and Heidi. But um, right. I could see Claire being right and Franny being the target to keep tribe strength with Matt. But if Claire wants to work with Franny, I could see Matt also being in trouble, honestly. Matt also, we, we, we forgot about this. Matt also can't vote twice in a row now. Yeah. I and, and, and you know what? And honestly, Franny knows this. He he told Franny. Now, if Franny wants to continue to showmance with Matt, maybe she'll try to save him and say, okay, there are six votes. Sorry, five votes because you can't vote. I need to pull in two people to save Matt and myself. Or if Franny starts to become like a Sandra and anybody but me, she might say, what's the best way to separate myself from Matt? Maybe Matt, maybe Matt has to go because he can't vote. Right. So like, that could happen. Yeah. I, I kind of got the vibe that Matt was more in trouble, but uh, we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to see what happens. Um, all right. Let's get to Nate's question in the chat here. He says, why put the fake idol back in the cage? No one else has the key to be tricked by it. Put the real idol back in the cage. You have easy access to it anytime. Use the fake idol to sabotage someone else. Um, so I, I still like, like you, you mm. thought, so he, I'll, I'll, let me, add, let me answer this. I think I have thoughts. Um, okay. I think one, I'm not completely sure that both of them put the fake idol back. Um, but if we were going theoretically that they did put the fake idol back, why not keep the real idol in there? I think the big thing is you don't want to really have to go into the cage again because it's such a risk to open the cage in front of everybody else. Right. You saw Danny was like, oh, I'm nervous. I'm looking over my shoulder. Carolyn was like fumbling herself, trying to get it open fast before they got back. You don't want to be caught in the act of, you know, opening the birdcage. Anybody can walk in on that and then you're completely screwed. Everybody knows you have the advantages. You become a big target. So I think the safest move is just to just honestly secure both of them or at least secure the real one um, so that you could try to minimize the amount of times you have to dig back in there. So you, you bring up a really good point. I think. You, very simply, you can't get caught if you're not there. Like right. you can't, you can't get busted if you're not at the cage. So, I agree. It makes the most sense to keep the the real one on with you, and then put the fake one back, and people don't suspect anything even happened. I didn't consider Nate's point though. I actually did not consider putting the real one back in and taking the fake out. I guess the strategic part of this would be. You can give the fake one to someone else, or you can show someone the fake one as a sign of trust. So you can do different things with it. And technically, if you keep the key on you and you lock up the cage again and the real one's there, you never have to worry about people going through your bag and finding it because the real one's not even on you. But then again, I feel like in I mean, at this point in the in Survivor 44 seasons, people go through bags all the time. You're better off just burying it somewhere else. Um, but yeah, I didn't consider actually putting the fake one back. I mean, the real yeah, one. I, I think you do make a few good points on that side. I think I would just go with the safer move personally, because yeah. at some point, like, just secure the idol. Like, you don't want to try to do too much and get caught. So, I think that's yeah. And, but in, in between episodes, I'll go back and look. If I had to bet what I remember, I think Danny put the fake one back in, and I think Carolyn took. I think Carolyn took both out, and that bag is currently empty. I think. Okay. All right, so let's get into the last question here yep. from Ohio State for the win. Which player from each tribe do you think overall is off to the best start? Um, okay, I would say from green, I would have to say it has to be Danny, right? Um, purple, I would say it has to be, I think, Carolyn, right? I can't believe I'm going to uh, say that, yeah. Yeah, I I paused for a second. I was like, wait, I was like, I don't want to get like over overridden by the screen time. She's doing a great job, as I said before. So it, it would be Carolyn to me. And then I would say on orange, I feel like uh Matthew. That's tough, but I feel like Matthew's in a pretty good spot. So I would agree with Matthew for sure because Kane seems to be on the outs. Brandon got votes last time. Jamie's paranoid, and Laura may have gotten caught with her lie. So I would say Matthew for sure for orange. For green. I agree with Danny because people seem to like him and he has an idol. I also still think Claire's in a good spot because I don't think anyone's brought her name up. Obviously, we haven't seen them. 
and she either can work with the showmance or she can gun for the showmance. So she has options. And in Survivor, you always want options. So I like Claire and Danny for green. And yeah, purple. I can't believe I'm going to say Carolyn, but I think Carolyn might be in the in the best start so far. She has an idol. She has a locked in number two in Jam Jam, and they can choose to get rid of Carson or Sarah. Um, the only reason I wouldn't say Carolyn is to maybe say Jam Jam because he seems a bit more cool, calm, and collected than she is. But yeah, I, I think we're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, she is. They honestly, both of them are off to a great start. Carolyn and Jam Jam. If you so, told me that before the season, I would yeah. not have. I would not have thought that at all. The the duo, the duo, the the power duo that nobody saw coming. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see how it develops. But uh, I think that's all we got for tonight. Uh, thank you to everybody who watched live. We will be back next week to discuss Survivor season forty four episode three. Excited for that, and we will see what happens. Yep. Uh, grab your torches and head back to camp. Good night.